Hello and welcome to the Virtual Cafe. I am your host, Shegulola Salami. What can I get you today? Hi, uh, my name is Asaf. I'm the author of Murder in Absentia, the historical mystery. And I'd like a cappuccino, please. Perfect. And what would you like with your cappuccino? Yeah, yeah. Um, cappuccino yeah. would be perfect. Thing. <laughs> Just okay. That's 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 a new one for us. Makes you pretend to I'd uh, like to have something to drink. Okay. Well, the the yeah. little human seems quite excited yeah. today. So um, she's had a bit of a sugar high the last few days. So we'll let her try and work it off. So. Um, yeah, if you just give us a second um, while she's getting your order. Who's next, please? Hi, my name is Nathan Hirsch. I'm the owner of FreeUp.com with three E's um, and co-author of the e-book, The 10 Most Common Mistakes in Outsourcing. Right, so what did you say? Um, the f I, I heard free, three E? My website, FreeUp.com, like free up your time. Okay. What, what do you do in it? So we're a freelancing website. We're the hands-on way to hire remote workers from five to fifty dollars an hour to help your online businesses. Ah, interesting. So what sort of people? Um, oh, sorry. Before we even, before I get carried away, what would you like to drink? I'll have a dark coffee, please. Dark coffee. Is that just like you know, really, really strong coffee and nothing inside? No sugar, no milk. Okay, that's fine. And what would you like to have with your coffee? Uh, do you guys have any bagels? Sadly, no, but I've got leftover ba birthday cake, strawberry and Maltesers. The most Okay, that's fine. So we'll get the, we'll get a little humor to um, get on with it. Um, I hope you're not in a hurry. No right. No, okay, perfectly. So, yes, tell me about this, your freelance website. So, okay, I think first of all, just to make sure that we're all clear, who was a freelancer? What is a freelancer? Yeah. Uh, so uh, we call them remote workers. It's essentially people with various skill sets from data entry all the way up to consultants um, that work remote. So they work from home or they travel and they work. And they can help support your business in a lot of different ways. And we offer workers that are both US and non US based. Obviously, the US workers cost more, um, but we're really there to support and. There's a lot of companies out there that you can go online and you can post a job post and you can get a hundred applicants and you can interview them one by one. And at the end of the day, you're either going to make a good hire for your company or a bad hire. And if you make a bad hire, it can really hurt your company. And if you make a good hire and one day they decide to quit, you're right back where you started um, interviewing all these people. And I've done this before. I own an Amazon store that does about seven million dollars in sales a year. I've hired hundreds of workers. I've written an ebook on hiring. Um, so I consider myself a hiring expert and I wanted to create a way for people to hire the workers they need from their company without the large HR hassles. So I created freeup.com to be a hands-on way where clients can be like, hey Nathan, I need this. Hey Nathan, I need this. And I can provide workers quickly that I've already vetted, already interviewed, um, that are already a part of my team to really help expand a company so the client can focus on building their business and not spending all day doing interviews and finding the workers they need. Hmm. Okay. So just hold on one second there. Asaf, as an author, have you ever used a remote uh, worker? Uh, yes. To, do, uh, to get the book published does require the cover art, editing, and so I've definitely worked with um, um, editors and cover artists all over the world. Okay, and what has your experience been like? 
Um, again, it's it's like Nathan says. Sometimes it's a it's a hit and miss. It takes time to find the right person. Uh, once you do find them, you you keep them on file and keep them close. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So what has been? What would you say is one disadvantage of using a remote? You know, for you in your personal experience, what has been one disadvantage of using a remote worker? Advantage or disadvantage? Disadvantage. Disadvantage. As um, sometimes you think you can uh, uh, got, get what you want, and you end up not quite getting what you want, which uh, uh, requires you to restart the process. So when I launched my book, I uh, commissioned the cover art, and it didn't quite turn out what I uh, requested. So I essentially had to relaunch the book with a new cover art a bit later. Mm, mm. Okay, fair enough. So if I go back to you, Nathan, um, there are loads of before you know I before you came onto onto the show. There are lots of ones that I personally am aware of, and I'm just going to name them. Not that I'm advocating for anyone. It's just something that I was aware. So um, there is People Per Hour. There is Fiverr. There is Elancer. How do you or what do you do different to them? Sure. So we're the hands-on approach. So like I mentioned, you can go to all these different sites like Fiverr and Upwork and post a job and get a lot of applicants. Um, and I can't. There's a lot of different agencies out there, so I can't speak for anyone. I can only speak for my workers. Yeah. We do an excellent job vetting them, and then we back it up as well. So um, if you hire one of our workers and there's any issues along the line, we're very hands-on. You can always contact me or my assistants. We'll get involved. We'll make sure any communication um, gets cleared up, any miscommunication. We'll also get you a new worker right away if you don't want one. And then we're also insurance, or if you want one, and we're also insurance for your workers down the line. So if you hire a worker and you love them and they quit out of nowhere, we'll cover all retraining costs. We'll get you a new worker right away. And we'll make sure that you never take a step back for HR reasons. Um, because as, as I've said, um, when you hire, it can be hit or miss. So that's why it's really important to us that we have a great interview process and we have great five-star workers and at the same time we're there with backup plans and with insurance for our clients in case they either don't like the worker or the worker has an issue where they can't work anymore. Mm, interesting. See now, with the regular ones, as far as I'm aware, and I am no expert, so you'll have to, you have to clar clarify or correct me if I'm wrong, normally what happens is, so for instance, um, five reference, then someone literally just needs to go on their website, register as a seller, possibly verify their email or verify one of their social media profiles. Um, I don't think that they need to do anything else. So how do you go about vetting yours? Like how long does it normally take to do so? To, to vet the workers? Or the, the, yes, to yes, no, to vet the workers. Got it. So we get hundreds of applicants every week, and we have a great interview process that's a little bit proprietary. Um, but we have three rounds where we figure out, where we first of all talk to them and learn about them and the past history and their experience. We also test for their skills. If they say they're an Amazon expert or a writing expert, we'll look at samples. Um, we'll test them. And then the biggest thing that separates us is we have communication guidelines because I know how big communication is when you're dealing with a worker, never mind a remote worker, where you're not even in the same building. So we have about 12 pages of communication guidelines and policies that we take very seriously. And we make our workers memorize these policies, we test them on it, and we enforce them so that when they're working with a the client, they do things like 
exchange contact information up front so you can always get a hold of the worker so they inform the clients in advance if they have to go on leave or if they can't work. And just simple things like updating the client after work's been done and telling the client when they're punching in and punching out and making sure our clients are informed at all times and that there's no miscommunication. That sounds very interesting. So now, you know, just sort of thinking about it, just, you know, like from what um, um, Asaf has said, uh, you know, if I'm sure if now, if he wanted to do one, he probably might consider you because that's one of the problems you have, you know, where someone says, oh, I can do this, I can do this, knowing fully well that they're incapable of doing it, but they just want to try their luck, or they just want to see if you wanted to them and sort of waste your time. Uh, so I guess what you're saying is that one of the advantages of using your company um, is that you limit the amount of time wasted because you vet them properly. Exactly. I mean, we we don't offer a platform where you can view all these different workers and pick the one you want. With us, you tell us exactly what you need, and we provide it for you quickly already from our team. So we've already vetted these people. We've used these people for a while in most cases. Um, what's awesome is I have a second company, my Amazon store, so I can even test workers on there, um, whether it's writing content for listings, um, or if it's more e-commerce specific, um, and we have lots of other clients that have used us for a while that enjoy testing out newer workers um, before we give them to newer clients. So it's a great process where we only keep the best of the best and we make them available to our clients. Oh, interesting. Okay, so just to clarify, I was going to ask something now. What was I going to ask? Ah, okay, right. I was having baby brain for a second. So let's say I wanted to use your service. Like if I went on Fiverr, for instance, all I need to do is search through a list of the, so maybe I might put in a keyword and search for the list of available gigs, right? Um, with you, that's not a process. I just got a job out. As a client? Yes. Yeah, as a client, all you do is you sign up. It's a three-step process. The first step, we get your contact information. The second step, you sign our agreement that essentially says you won't try to steal one of our workers and you'll actually pay for the work. Then the third thing is setting up a payment method, either a PayPal retainer or a credit card on file. And from there, you have access to our workers, but we don't have like a list of all our workers that you go through. You either fill out a worker request form where you tell us exactly what you want, or you can call or email me at any time and give me the specifics, and I can provide you, and I'll just introduce you to someone on my team. So you get access to this large network of workers that you can quickly get a hold of at any time. And there's no long interview process. We allow our workers to meet with our clients for 15 minutes ahead of time, um, but they won't start any training, do any work, or any consulting until they're actually hired. So you've got that initial 15 minutes if you want. A lot of my clients who've been working with me for a while don't even use that. They just trust that our workers are high quality going in. Um, but it's an opportunity for you to meet really good workers without having to filter through hundreds of different applications. Hmm. Okay, Asaf, what do you think about what Nathan has said? Um, it's interesting. Uh, it's something I'd uh, look for in the future. At. I mean, when I was uh, looking to get uh, to get my book edited and then the cover done, so I, I did uh, interview and then send samples for uh, a few editors and got a response back and read through them. It took a while to find uh, the right person that... Um, to do the right level of editing, so I'm curious how it works when when a customer has very um, particular demands. Agreed, and you do get those picky clients that, which is good. Picky is good, 
Um, and especially with anything like writing, we can provide samples, we let you meet with the worker, um, and you should sometimes do have to find the right fit, especially when you're dealing with graphic design and writers. So we try to make a group of workers available because what one client likes in graphic design might not be the exact same thing that another client likes in graphic design. So um, I agree, it's a good point, and it's something that we're constantly trying to add really quality workers to our team and make them available to our clients so they can pick. Um, and although we don't always get it right on the first try, Within the second or third try, we almost always get it right and make sure it's a perfect match as long as the client provides us feedback on why they like or didn't like the previous worker. Right. Okay. So because most people on the show or people who listen to the show, they're authors or they're involved with books in one way or the other, what sort of services, I mean, you know, as I've said a few, you know, from editing to cover design, is it, to someone who's sort of starting out as a newbie author, what sort of services can they commission to a remote worker or a freelancer, you know, to get? So other than say, you know, editing or cover art design, what other services can you can you say your your remote work is? What other services can they provide to an author? Sure. So, I mean, you mentioned editing and designing. The other thing I would put along with that is just basic research. If you're writing a book that requires you to go to do research, you can hire a team to gather that information for you. But then on the marketing and branding side, I mean, being an author is like being a business person. It's all about your brand. It's all about marketing you. So we have people that are not only expert in marketing, but that can run your social media pages, that can run different ads for your book. We have people that are Amazon experts that can help you um, with Amazon stuff, promoting your book on Amazon. Um, whether you sell on other channels, whether it's eBay or your own website, we have people who can help you build that um, and develop that. And we have a lot of really good marketing and branding people to help get your name out there and your book's names out there. You know what, you have just said the icing on the cake is like, what you have just said is just giving me a sugar high, right? Because that's the problem a lot of, you know, uh, self-published authors, you know, they have is with marketing. You know, if you go on Goodreads, um, you know, you'll find everyone, there are loads of discussions going on. It's like, how do I increase sales of my book? How do I do this? How do I rank on Amazon? And, you know, Amazon is like the digital drug lord, you know, in in book sales, you know, and everyone's trying to find a way to sort of quote-unquote that A word that we're supposed to not speak but beat the Amazon algorithm. Um, so what you said is actually quite interesting. I mean, I know I've used a freelancer from Fiverr before and, you know, and when I had a, what's the word I'm looking for? When I had a free uh, book deal, you know, and that was able to give me a little surge um, in downloads. I mean, Asaf, have you used the freelancer to sort of help you to boost your um, book sales before? Uh, no, actually, I handled the marketing directly. Okay. And, um, my marketing is currently aimed not so much at sales, but at uh, generating reviews. Okay. Reviews are actually the key to getting more sales uh, in the future. I did use um, a few paid services um, like Book Gorilla and Book Club. They're pretty good. Uh, well, the top tier are pretty good. Mm. Um, it works better when you have several books out there. So you run a book on the, you run a promotion on the first book of the series or, or the latest book in the series, and then it gets sold through to um, other books in the series. Hmm, 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 okay, right, okay, so Nathan, just going from what Asaf has said, let's say 
let's say person A or author A has three books and is making one in the series free of charge, um, you know, in the hope that that will drive sales to the other books. If someone then contacted you to say, right, I would like to promote my series, what can your remote workers do? Sure. So we can kind of take a step back. So every person that's whether they're writing an own book or they're running an e-commerce store or whatever it is, we're not there to run your business for you. You still have to make the business decisions on how you want to go about promoting it, whether you want to use social media or other websites or what kind of research you want to do. Um, but what we do is we provide the workers to support that. So we're not a full-scale marketing agency where you come to us with nothing and we, we just build your whole brand from scratch. You have to come to us with a game plan and we can provide you the workers that you need to execute that game plan. Right, okay. Ah, I see. Because I know that like on websites like say Fiverr, and I say Fiverr just because you know it's one that I've used and a lot of people when they come on Goodreads, uh, which is a group that I'm on, they talk about um, you know gigs on 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 Fiverr because you know there would someone you know would post all right I've got this gig for five dollars I will promote your book to my Twitter followers or I will um, promote your book to my mailing list um, so but then you your remote workers they don't then I'm assuming they don't have mailing lists that they can pro um, promote to. No, but we do have people that do a lot of link building, and what they do is they'll they'll take your content and they'll research different people that are maybe related or different people in the industry that get a lot of traffic and try to pitch your books or your ideas or your brand to these people and get your word out there. Um, a good thing that I do just because I I want to spread my expertise is I'll write different guest blog posts and I'll have my workers contact different bloggers to try to get them out there, um, and then they all kind of reference back to my site. So I'm sure there's a lot of blogs out there that review books um, that have different book giveaways. So you could hire a worker from the Philippines for $5 an hour to go through and make big lists of all these companies and send mail merges out introducing yourself, showing samples of your book, and seeing if you can make a connection to really get your name everywhere, which stuff that would take you hours and hours to do, you can do pretty cheaply with remote workers. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. No, that's 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 quite um, interesting. So, okay, let's not talk about your book, uh, your company for a second. In general, let's say anybody, an aspiring author, wanted to get a freelancer. What things? Okay, so I want you to do me three things, right? So you tell me what the pros of using a freelancer are. Any freelancer, not just your freelancers or not just your remote workers. What are the disadvantages that the person might likely see? Because again, when you have this knowledge or when you have this information, it will help you to make better decisions, right? So you know, if you say what the advantages are and what the disadvantages are, and then in making a hiring decision, what sort of things should the freelancer uh, should the author look out for? So three things I would like to know. Sure. So the advantages of having a freelancer, first of all, is the cost and the You don't have to deal with taxes, paid vacation, anything like that. You're hiring these people as contractors. The other thing with hiring freelancers is you can really focus on skill-specific people. Whereas if you're hiring an employee, you might have to hire you might have to commit to a long amount of hours in order to get the specification you need. But with a freelancer, you can pick and choose the hours you want that are
Hello? Um, and then the other thing is just with freelancers, you just get access to a huge network of people with different skill sets that you would never get with people that would walk in the door. Um, even if you put a job on Craigslist or a different site and you have people come into interviews one by one, it's going to take you a lot more time and you're also not going to get access to a lot of the people that are around the U.S. that don't necessarily live in your area. Um, in terms of disadvantages, the biggest thing is communication. Um, whenever you have someone that's not working in the same building as you, there can always be miscommunication and I try to make that as little as possible both on the client and on the worker side. Um, we have client guidelines to try to help them improve, and we also have my ebook that's available for free. Um, and then on the worker side, I told you about the policies that we strictly enforce. Um, the other downside of freelancers is if you're not actually on top of them or you're not watching them work, um, you might, not for my company, but there are freelancers out there that might not be honest with the hours they bill, or and it's kind of hard to know whether they're working or not. Um, we have time clock software to avoid that, and it really depends on what website you use. To you want to really make sure that you know what you're getting into. Projects are And the other disadvantage would just be the interviewing and the making sure they actually have the skills. Doing the work. A lot of time when you hire these agencies, what they do is actually outsource your outsourcing. The work. Um, won't actually be doing it. And that's a big policy violation of ours. We make sure all of our workers are the ones who actually do the work for our clients. But if you hire a freelancer that lives in California and you're in Massachusetts, how do you really know that that's the person that's doing your work and they're not just giving it to someone else cheaper? So those are just some things to watch out for if you do decide to hire a freelancer. And it's really, really to make sure it's not an issue for our Perfect. Okay, Asaf, do you have anything to say finally um, on the pros and cons of using a freelancer? Um, well, like I said, as a self-published author, I actually established my own publishing house and um, I've assembled a team of freelancers okay. all over the world, um, which is worked quite well for me. I mean, I know my skills. I know uh, what I need to pay to get other professionals to do. I found the right people to do it for me. So um, um, working with a team, that, that distance doesn't matter in this case. It's yeah, but what what advice would you offer someone? So because obviously you started, you know, it, when you before you started, you had no team, right? And then you had to go through the process of finding, you know, suitable team to work with. So when you were going through the process, what were the advantages you found, and what were the disadvantages, and what would you tell an aspiring author? to make sure they watch out for? Um, like I said, the advantage is that you can hire a specific skill and you can find the right person that um, you can work with and have a good expertise in what you're, good, what you're looking for, whether it's cover design, editing, uh, book layout, book marketing, whatever it is. Um, and once you have that person, you can keep working with them. So that's, that's quite good. Um, a disadvantage, like Nathan said, it, it can take some time to um, to find the right person. What I would say to uh, aspiring to authors, uh, to self-publish in general, is um, find your strength and pay for everything else. So if you're a good graphic designer in your day job, by all means, you know, design your own cover. If you have no clue how to design a cover, don't just you know do something mediocre just because it's cheap. Do pay for someone to do it properly. 
um, the look of a professional book does matter a lot. Mm. Two things I think uh, all, all authors almost regardless are covers and proofreading. Mm. Two things that stand out in the crowd uh, whether the book was professionally done or not. If you if the cover was meh, then people look at it and not necessarily want to pick it up. Mm. And if there are spelling mistakes on the first page, they'll very soon quicker uh, give up. So mm. these are the two most important things you need to work with. Right. Okay. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for that. Sorry. Besides writing a good story yourself, of course. Of course, of course. That that's that's quite that's quite important. So, what was the name of your the title of your book again, um, Asaf? The title of the book is Murder in Absentia. What is so it about? It's a historical fantasy. It's set on a variation of ancient Rome, but with magic, and it's told like a classic hard-boiled detective mystery where the, the main character is hired to um, solve a murder case. Interesting. Nathan, have you read it? Yeah, I read it uh, last week. Okay, what did you think of it? It was very interesting. I don't know if I'm qualified to leave reviews on fiction books, because mostly what I read is nonfiction. Um, but I could tell that a lot of work went into it, um, different research about different time periods, um, a lot of creativity. It was a very interesting read, and it had a lot of twists and turns. It was exciting. Hmm. So, what did? Let me start off with what did you not like about it? Because I feel like everybody always goes, "Well, this is what I like about it," but I like to know about the the things that someone doesn't like about it. What did you not like about it? Um, and I don't know if there was one specific thing that I didn't like about it. I think I'm more into books that are um, real or realistic. I don't think I I read a lot of books that have to do with magic or um, things that don't exist. So I guess that's my biggest thing. If, it, if I was just picking up a book to read um, personally without having to do this interview, having about the book, I probably wouldn't have read it. Um, but that's kind of the only thing that I didn't love about the book. But at the same time, I know that that was the, what you were trying to get at. So I did enjoy it. Okay. Um, and what so. Bearing in mind that it's not your typical type of book, it's not the typical type of book that you would go out of your way to read, what did you like about it? And just from that, would, did the author manage to, uh, and I'm sure he's got a thick skin and he's not going to get offended, but did the author manage to, what's the word I'm looking for now, get you to become a fan, so to speak, to want to sort of, well, did he intrigue you enough? I think maybe that's a better way to say it. No, it definitely did. We actually talked last week. I left him a good review on Amazon. I really like the character development uh, from Felix to a bunch of others that I can't even pronounce her name. <laughs> I wouldn't do it justice. Um, <laughs> but I really like the character development. I really like the different turns. Um, I am a fan of mysteries, so it was kind of cool seeing um, different things unfold as you got through the book. So uh, I really enjoyed it. I, I don't really have anything bad to say or any changes. I could tell a lot of research went into it. I think a lot of people... Um, that know that time period maybe better than I do, really enjoyed how he kind of tied that into a mystery as well as into fiction. Mm, mm, mm. So Asaf, is this, is this a standalone book or would it be a series? Hello? I'm, I'm here. That, uh... So I, I said, is it going to be a standalone book or will it be a series? 
Uh, no, it's actually going to be a series. Um, each book is going to be a independent mystery. Mm. But there is some continuation in okay. the character's life, etc. I'm actually currently, right now, drafting the second novel. Okay, and when do you think that's going to be out? Um, hopefully by the end of this year or early next year, probably. Okay, okay. <laughs> I have right. a, a one-year-old son of my own, so it does take now a little bit more time to write the second book than he took the first one. I know, I know. With little humans, you know, you don't really realize how much they, how much attention they need. Um, and you just think, oh, he's like, so I, I tend to do most of my writing, and that's why today I'm actually super sleep deprived. Um, I, I don't think my voice is reflected it, but I've had no sleep whatsoever. Uh, for the last 24 uh, for the last 24 hours, um, Nathan, from just the way you read Asaf's first book, would you be? Is it intriguing enough for you to want to check out the second book when it's released? Yeah, I hope he sends me a link to it once it's out. I'm definitely interested to see where he goes with it and how we can kind of turn this into a series. I think it has a lot of potential. Fabulous. You see, that's what I really like to hear. Um, you know, when you connect people, because I've had. You know, people would say, for instance, and this is not me doing shameless plug here, it's just because it's all relevant. You know, people say, oh, because I've asked them to review my book, um, they would not originally have gone out of their way to get it if they just saw it on an Amazon listing. Um, but, you know, once they've read it, they're like, oh, okay, you know what, this is quite interesting and it's different. So that's, you know, I, I would like to say, you know, round of applause for ASAP because I think it's quite nice when someone who is not a typical fan of a particular genre, they try out your book and then it makes them think, huh, actually, you know what, this is not as bad as I think or as bad as I thought and I would want to follow it up more. So uh, congrats, uh, Asaf, I, I think that's, that's, that's a, a job well done for you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I also think just being an author in general is a, should get more credit than I guess it get, it, they do. Um, I co-wrote an ebook that's probably like 20 or 30 pages long. I can't even remember the time and effort, not only just writing 400 pages, but the research that went into it um, to make it really capture the time period and then the developing characters and putting it all in one place. You did a very good job. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Right, oh, and I think uh, before the show, um, Asaf, you said you were doing a Goodreads giveaway. Can you tell us about it? Yes. Um, Every few months I run um, a giveaway on Goodreads, so every, um, if you're a member of Goodreads, um, you can just Google or search the me or, or the book, and um, I'll send you a link later that you can post next to the, uh, next to the broadcast, and you can enter for your chance to win. And okay, when is it, when is it, win. yeah, when is the, what in, when is it valid, uh, when is the good uh, kind of the speak problem? When is the giveaway from, and when does it end? It starts next Monday and runs for a week. What's next Monday's date? Uh, the twentieth, twenty-first. Okay, okay. Of July till. Yeah. Of June. <laughs> Still in June. Oh yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Till the twenty-ninth. Of June. Yes. Okay. Okay. So that's quite a short, uh, a short one. Okay. Well, fingers crossed. You'll get loads of um, people 
um, enter. And what countries is it? Because I know that on give on Goodreads you can sort of set the country. So is it ever available to everyone worldwide, or just specific countries? Uh, yes, um, being an Australian and and getting all those. Uh, giveaway notifications for exciting books and then going and checking and saying, oh, it's America only. <laughs> <laughs> I make sure that mine are worldwide. Okay, perfect, perfect. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much uh, for, for coming on the show. Now, just to just recap, um, Asaf, if someone wanted to contact you, you know, just to say an aspiring author, you know, will say, oh, yes, please be my mentor or, you know, let, I want to pick your brains, you know, because you've been through the whole process or, you know, he says, you know, you've got your team together. I would like you, you know, to make recommendations, you know. How can people get hold of you for any reason? Um, easily. Um, I have my own website. Um, the website is egretia.com, E-G-R-E-T-I-A.com. That's um, the name of the mythological city that, uh, that I've built for the book. I'm also okay. on Twitter and Facebook, so um, if, you, if you know how to spell my name, then I'm the only one crazy enough to spell it that way. So, okay. kind of so how do you spell your name? A-S-A-P-H. Yeah. last name is M-E-H-R. Okay, perfect. So if they just search for that on Twitter or on Facebook, they'll be able to find you. Yes, definitely. Okay. Um, any other way someone can contact you? Or that is, that is, that is just three, just the main ones. Uh, those are the main ones. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, and how about you, Nathan? You can contact me at freeup.com. F-R-E-E-U-P.com. You can email me at nathan at freeup.com. <laughs> Um, Skype is more like P O R T L I G P A P. My Amazon store is I R S C H. You can also find us on freeup.com or LinkedIn or Twitter. Perfect. Thank you very much, gentlemen. And I hope to have you on the show some other time soon. And to everyone else listening, thanks for coming to the Shagulala Salami Show. I will see you again soon. Bye now. Thank you. Bye. Bye.